we're gonna get caught behind the farm trying to throttle the chicken and then deciding that we want to keep it as a pet because my god is this where chicken dinner really comes from electronic wireless show it is the 12th of july i'm philippa war your host and joining me today are our regular residents brendan caldwell hello and adam smith hello how are you both i'm grand better than that hello made me sound i don't know why it came out like that (laughs) i'm very well interestingly and excitingly we have decided that scraping the barrel for news in the video game sphere was not as much fun as e.g. broaching topics of the day. So today, instead of doing things that are happening in the world of video games, uh, in terms of topical things rather, uh, we are going to discuss a hot topic this hot topic is replayability. It's more like a like a cold topic. It's a really cold topic. Or it's one that we keep reheating. A giant tepid <laughs> ocean of a topic. It's like rice. It's just getting worse as we keep reheating. <laughs> Cl- clumpy. <laughs> well, no, because this makes it sound less cool and exciting. So this is why I'm the host. <laughs> <laughs> okay all right sorry anyway but no so it was a thing that i was thinking about uh because when we were talking about steam sales and things quite recently obviously the um subject of people's back catalogs comes up and there's a lot of sense of oh but how will i possibly get through this entire list of games that i've accumulated over time but also i mean there's the flip side of that which is this idea of replayability and value and going back to the same games again and again So I figured it was a kind of nice flip side to some of the conversations around the um, Steam sales. Yeah, absolutely. Because I am one of those people who, not just with games, but with books and with films, I get frustrated knowing that one day I'll be dead and I won't have watched or read or played everything that I wanted to because there's too much stuff. This is what keeps me up at night. Just frustrated that you'll be dead one day. Yeah, I'm like, there's not enough time to do everything and that's not fair. You know, like... You won't have consumed enough content. No, it's not. You've got got consumer FOMO. It's about art, (laughs) not content. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my goodness no on your tombstone we're going to engrave this <laughs> he did not consume enough content <laughs> right okay well this has gone badly <laughs> no sorry go on so really that means i shouldn't replay anything is my point right. because um you know then that's that's wasting <laughs> consumption time precious <laughs> Precious consumption time. I'm regurgitating the same meal and eating it again, essentially. Um, and 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 I don't tend to replay many things, but a vast majority of the games that I play regularly are things that are just inherently replayable. As in, I won't go back necessarily and replay a game just to get better at it or just to see it again because it's you know a nice memory that I want to relive. Um, but you know, I play a lot of sports games, I play a lot of strategy games, and, you know, like, every time I play Civilization, I'm effectively replaying Civilization, but it's different every single time. So I don't have the thing where I'm like, oh, someone mentions Deus Ex and I have to reinstall it and play it again, like so many people say they do. Um, I don't tend to do that, but, but yeah, most of the games I play just don't really end, so I am just replaying the same things over and over again. And now that I'm thinking about that, I'm, get, I'm having a bit of a crisis. <laughs> Oh, no. I, th- 
think that's where replayability feels like a really slippery concept because I play a lot of games that you are replaying them in a sense because you're going through the same basic progressions each time but it's things like MOBAs where the actual moment to moment choices are different so it's more like playing different games of for example football um, but obviously going to the same pitch again and again and again Um, so it's weird because in some ways it's a map that has infinite replayability but it feels fresh so I don't know whether you get to class it as that and that's something that so many I guess games as services try to hook you into because it means that you'll sink those thousands of hours into their ecosystems and their product and their brand and you know whatever else um, without it being a case of feeling like for example you're re-watching a film or rereading a book. I don't know when most people say replayability don't they mean like oh I played through Final Fantasy again just to like to bring back the memories but um, do, do you do that do, do... i i i don't generally do that a lot no I, I one of my biggest character flaws is that i won't watch a movie with someone that i've seen before oh wow see i love hang on that. you won't watch a movie with no, someone I mean, that you've seen before or you won't I, watch i won't a watch movie a movie that, seen that i have seen someone. before with someone <laughs> Second date so awkward in the Brendan world. Like you won't even replay a person, you know. No, what I mean is that it has to be like it has to be a brilliant movie, and I haven't seen it in like years for me to go through that again. Like I have to have forgotten almost the entirety wow. of the movie for it to for me to want to do that. And I feel kind of similarly about video games as well. We are so opposite. See, I. I replayed the first two Thief games. I think I've probably played those like double figures, like easily. And that's that's partly just because I keep thinking, oh, they're probably crap now. They probably dated, you know, like too much, but they never have. I always, I still enjoy them. Yeah, but I think that's like there's games that you replay, like you go, you might start to finish again, like to play through them. Like I can imagine a lot of people play through like Mass Effect. Mass Effect series again and again and again, doing different things all the time. But then there's comfort games that you might go back to all the time, maybe play the first few levels of it or whatever, and then just feel like, okay, I've got my hit. I do that with Halo Combat Evolved. Like, I'll reinstall that periodically throughout my life and go, oh yeah, this this is a great game. I remember. And play that a little bit and then go, okay, yeah, no, I've, I've shot some of those aliens. I feel good about myself now. And then <laughs> and then leave again. Do you, do you think that the, the replayability is still something that's seen as having like inherent value? Because I, I remember the days when a games magazine, they'd review a game and they'd say yeah. sound, graphics, gameplay, replayability. And that was like one of the things they'd offer. And it was seen as yeah. a value proposition as much as anything else, I think, you know, that you know you could go back through again. I, I feel like there's still a remnant of that in things like, uh, I'm going to use Telltale as an example of it, that idea that a Telltale game is something you can play against, see different choices. I don't think anyone really does that. I think it's more a almost a hangover from the idea that things needed to be like that. And And I think that it's one of the issues with those kind of games is that it's okay to be gone home and be three, four hours and you're done and you're out. And you don't need to say, hey, but if you play Gone Home again, then, you know, if you pick up different things and you'll get a different story. No, it's telling a story and that's okay. I think it's stopped being an overt part of games criticism, but it's become embedded in the way that people develop. So, for example, you get New Game Plus or you get, you know, yeah, yeah, you get people talking about, oh, you've got different endings or you've got this stuff that you can unlock after, you know, a particular level of competence is reached or you know that kind of stuff and it's more that it's it obviously comes from that same conversation but it's not spoken about explicitly it's now just embedded in things that people prioritize or that some games seem to feel that they need there's a thing that critics say like i i finished this book and I just went straight back to page one and I started it again. Have either of you done that with a game? 
No, because I'm on the consumption train, so I'm like, no way. No, but I haven't, seriously, no, no. I'm trying to think. I don't think so. But then again, I don't do that with books unless I've... Unless the ending is, for example, a twist that recontextualizes the beginning. But I feel like I have a very different attitude towards that stuff than you two because it often takes me a lot to push into things that I don't know in terms of other media than games specifically. I I will happily still listen to bands that I loved as a teenager and not particularly branch out, whereas I know that Adam, for example, does seek out new music quite a lot. And in terms of what you were saying about films, Brendy, I would happily watch Death Becomes Her every day for the rest of my life. <laughs> um... <laughs> Just not with Brendy. <laughs> exactly. Well, I'd watch it with him once, but then he'd never come. And then back I can't the see you again. I can't see you again. But I think I, because I quite like that feeling of knowing, not necessarily exactly what's going to happen, because I think this combines with my terrible memory, and so I'm like, oh, it's all new. I've forgotten entirely what's happened. But I also replay things like hex cells just over and over again, even though I've solved all of the puzzles a million times. It's like there's a comfort in those familiar processes and just enjoying that space. The thing <laughs> specifically going back to the, uh, the the finishing the book and going straight back to page one, I almost I did something similar to that with uh, What Remains of Edith Finch. I started playing that during a work day because uh, I was reviewing it and I got to the end of I think I'm maybe like 45 minutes into the end of the second story and I thought um, my girlfriend Claire would love this so I stopped playing it and restarted it as soon as she got home uh, because I was like this is something I want to share with somebody and I would quite happily have finished it and then immediately gone back to the beginning if I'd had someone else to show it to which is you know not something you do with a book <laughs> I'm going to read you this entire book <laughs> sit down it's very good <laughs> Just imagining you monologuing your way around the house. Well, Tolstoy knew what he was doing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm hard to live with. Um, I've only done that with. Um, it's not on, not on PC, but um, The Last of Us. I completed that, and I went, "That was good." And I didn't immediately do it; like I did it the next day, where I just sat down and I was like, "I'm gonna start this again." And I pumped up the difficulty to make it feel like I was doing something new, but actually. It was just because I wanted to play the game again. I wonder if replayability kind of pushes are part of gaming at the moment because of the Steam two-hour refund window. Like, if you can persuade... If, if it's a short game, there is maybe a financial incentive to trying to get people to replay it because, you know, it then pushes them out of the default refund period and things. There's a related story here. This, this goes to the value of replayability when you used to get, you know, when it, when it used to be something that you'd actually sell a game on. Um, and this is something that I don't think about anymore, partly because I'm an adult and I have a job and I get paid, but also because <laughs> I have too many games to play for work. But uh, And I've told this story on RPS before, but not on the podcast, I don't think. Um, I had like 30 quid, I think it was, of birthday money to spend, um, and I bought Full Throttle, the uh, LucasArts adventure, and, and that was like it. I wouldn't get another game for two or three months, and I finished it the day that I bought it. And I returned it to the shop the next morning and got a refund. Well, swapped it for a different game and said it didn't work on my PC or my Amiga, maybe it was. And and I still feel quite guilty about that. But like to me, it was like you know, well, I got like eight hours out of it, maybe, it, which isn't even that short. But I was like, it's done in a day. Like I finished it the day after my birthday. I was like, I wanted this to last me like until the next time I can buy a game. You know, Adam, I don't think you should feel guilty about that. That is something I used to do habitually. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the only time I ever did that. Maybe Brendan maybe should, should feel yeah, worse. Maybe you should feel more guilty than I do. Yeah. <laughs> I don't feel that worse because the there was no there was no here. means of there was no means of renting games like whenever I was buying them. Like you can you can. Well, then it did matter, didn't it? When things were over really quickly. I mean, it was. Well, it's just it was just like you don't have the money to do this all like you gotta you've gotta take your you have to do your dodgy <laughs> deals somehow like you gotta get your games in if you don't have the money for it <laughs> yeah but now not only did adam do his dodgy dealing back in the day but he's also now monetizing the story of his dodgy <laughs> dealing <laughs> you dirty dirty dog <laughs> the the games that i feel most drawn to return to are the ones that i 
just like spending time in rather than the ones that I want to get better at. Like I'm a huge Dark Souls fan and I know a lot of people who love Dark Souls replay those games a lot because they want to perfect them and I don't. I mean like I've gone back to uh, Dark Souls 1 when it came to PC because I'd already played it and I played it through again and you know loved it again but I've never felt compelled to go back to them. That's not a world I want to spend time in because it's oppressive and it's difficult and it's hard. So I'm more likely to go to games where I just like hanging out kind of. I'm trying to think of a good example of that. I mean, like I still go back to Daggerfall, which, you know, is not a game that anyone wants to hang out in except me because it's all pixely and ugly and crashes all the time. But I like it, you know. Um, I know. Uh, I think that's a. I think that's a fair point. Like I, I sometimes go back to Skyrim just to hang out in it. If I started again, I hate having to sit through the stupid like cart ride while the story gets going or anything like that. Like to the point where I will mod it out. Yeah, yeah. Just so that I can go and like have a have a dander around the the nice the countryside and stab a wolf. By the way, I have realised that actually I probably do do this going straight back to a game immediately after because I've just seen uh, Firewatch in my list and I did it with that as well. Oh, really? Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, I got to the end of Firewatch and I was just like, right, straight back in. (laughs) I think I played it three times in one day. (laughs) Wow. See, I think like that that's the measure of a good game, I think, or like the measure of what you feel is a good game if you've just straight back to the start i used to think the critics were just lying whenever they wrote that on their poll quotes for the for the backs of books i just i used to think no nobody goes back to page one of the book you fool you just you just read that page like a week ago just give it give have i been reading books wrong because i tear out the pages and throw them away when i finish (laughs) i i eat them like i i physically consume the pages if the the book book is still an existing object when you finish it you're doing something wrong surely so something that i would actually be interested in is whether firewatch's um replayment stats if they record any of that (laughs) go down since they added the walking around you know the free exploration wandering bit because the reason that i went back in three times in that day was because i had the urge to be in those environments in those particular um, light uh, that they had for particular times of day and you could get some amazing screenshots and things but I'd go out and the game would move on and it would not be that time of day and it wouldn't be that area that was open to you anymore you know that kind of thing Um, and so I went back through because it was short enough that you could you know push through to a particular point and take more screenshots or just be in that space for a bit longer but now it's got the the free roaming sort of bit yeah i i imagine it probably did because i think that um that is exactly the reason i replay things is because i i kind of want that it, and it, it, it's interesting as well because new game plus when it exists which is you know allowing you to go back into a game is often either replaying the game with the stuff you got or replaying the game and it's harder or both. I'd much rather have New Game Plus, which is just like, hey, all the enemies are gone now, so you've, and now you've got a camera instead of a gun, go knock yourself out. It's like New, new Game Minus. Yeah, New Game Minus, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that would be so good. Devs, pay attention. <laughs> you would have, like, three players on board. <laughs> so this isn't exactly a replayability question, but I'm going to ask it. What is your most played game according to your Steam library and how many hours? Oh, no. Come on. It'll be Dota. I know it'll be oh, Dota. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. I have a feeling mine's going to be Crusader Kings. Mine's Crusader Kings, yeah. It's frightening. The thing is, if... Oh! Oh, oh. It's Stellaris. Really? That's interesting. How... Did you leave it on overnight or something? <laughs> um, I think it's maybe because I did a lot of diaries for it. I would have just been playing it through the day as I did things. So I, I need the number. It says 172 hours. Oh god, this is going to be bad for me. Oh my god, you've got like a thousand hours or something. It's 1,972 hours. Holy god in his heaven on his throne and all the saints around him. You are in... (laughs) That is not healthy, Adam. The thing is, is that I often have it playing (laughs) on a second screen. You have played... You have played Crusader Kings 2 for ten times the amount of time that I have played Stellaris. Uh, do you want to hear my Dota total? <laughs> I do now. Because the way you oh, said sure. that. 
2068 hours. Right, and that's active play. You can't play that passively. I'm playing Crusader Kings You can passively. watch matches and hang out in lobbies. Oh. I just want to say. Wow. No, no, I still think, Adam, I still think that Pip is far more justified in playing Dota for 2,000 hours than you are for playing no. Crusader Kings 2 for 2,000 hours. No. Like, there's a multiplayer game. It's got... It's got an element of, of I'm so alone. being a sportsman I'm so alone. about it. <laughs> you, you've got it. You've got to get into it. You've got to practice every day to keep yourself up. Like that feels that feels far more justifiable to me. Like I don't think I've all my games on this list combined all their times will equal either of yours top games. Am I? I don't know. Am I the weird one here? Well, I mean, you're clearly not working very hard. <laughs> <laughs> I have 120 hours of Duelist. Yeah, but interestingly, very few of these games are the kind of games that would push their own replayability. Like, they mm. don't have a story. No, they don't have a story in the strict sense, do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, totally, yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't think that we have any real conclusions here. <laughs> so I'm not really entirely sure how to tie a bow around this segment. We do have a conclusion. Our conclusion is we need more new game minuses in the world. Oh, yeah. Yeah. New game pluses. Yeah, people need to get on with this new game minus trend that is officially starting here. Make all of the enemies your mates whenever you start the next (laughs) game because you've already killed them once and they don't want to die again. Yeah, they're afraid of you. You've already proven to be, you know, more skilled. Yeah, you've asserted your dominance over the game world once. They don't need to know that you don't need to do it again. So new game minus is how to win friends and influence people. (laughs) (laughs) How to kill your enemies and intimidate folk. (laughs) Yeah, same, same. (laughs) Right, well, good. That feels that feels fairly fairly fleshed out in terms of thoughts that we have had. What have you two actually been playing this week? Not replaying. Uh, go on, I'll go first because this is probably going to end up being a game that rises pretty high in that list. It's um, all plug bat players and no battlegrounds. I've proper <laughs> fallen down that hole and I can't stop playing it. I've been playing mostly with Graham and we continue to be terrible. Although I think Graham thinks we're quite good, but we're not. We're terrible. <laughs> oh, is this how he finds out? I know. Like, he'll listen Gra- to this. Graham, Graham thinks we're quite sad. good. In fact, he's going to publish a feature about how quite good he thinks we are. Um, and he <laughs> measures it because the thing is, we survive for a long time usually. We, we, we'll manage to be in like the top 15 you know duos left on the map and but we kill someone maybe once every 10 games we just hide from everyone and <laughs> have you have you got a chicken dinner yet we winner, 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 chicken no dinner. because you have to kill people to do that because the last two people alive aren't going to kill themselves so um, we'd have to actually engage in combat so we're pretty good at like going to ground but not very good at battlegrounds um so today we decided we, we had like a few rounds today and we were like right we're going to go in and we're going to just go for kills. doesn't matter how long we live, we're going to just go for kills. The first time we tried it, we someone shot at us and we ran away. And it was only like <laughs> 10 minutes later. It was like, hang on a minute. We, this is what we said we wouldn't do. <laughs> and then the second time we did it, we both got killed in 30 seconds because we can't actually fight. And then the third time, I got killed immediately. And then Graham survived for an ex- another 15 minutes by hiding from everyone while I was dead. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> you're like a couple of teenagers like trying to like pump each other up to like get get in a fight with someone they don't like like but they really aren't the fighting type no that is that is exactly it you know we oh my god that's so apt yeah there was a point when uh, you get like cargo planes that fly over and they'll drop big crates that have loads of good stuff but because they have like a flur coming up from them and you can hear the plane engine noise they're really obvious and everyone goes for them or Everyone watches them to see if anyone does try and get them. So Graham's like alive on his own. There's only like 20 people left at this point. I've been dead for, you know, days, it feels like. <laughs> and, uh, I'm spectating. And this thing starts coming down, this cargo drop in front of him, and he's in a Jeep. And he's just like, you know what? I'm just going to go for it because fortune favors the brave. And it's just like, when has that ever been true in this game? The minute we show our heads above a verge, we get them shot off. 
Fortune <laughs> is how you die. Hide in a hole. That's what we're good at. That's where we belong. Go back in the hole, Graham. <laughs> and he went to the crate and, you know, two minutes later he was dead. And <laughs> he found, like, an awesome gun in the crate because that's the thing. They have the best stuff in. So he found an awesome gun. And before he could even load it, someone had shot him and he was dead. So. Oh, my God. See, that's the thing. I was going to say, what's he going to do with an awesome gun? I mean, come I know, on. I know. It's, uh... Like, what did he think? <laughs> just kind of, like, polish it somewhere. Like, <laughs> hang it just above go, his mantelpiece. Ooh. Oh, remember when I found this gun? <laughs> Use it to try and block entry to whatever hole you're hiding in, you know? <laughs> no! <laughs> This is our hole. <laughs> so that that's been my uh, week. Has been hiding in holes while Graham like whispers soothing them. Like, yeah, we're doing really well this time. We're doing really well. And I'm just like, yeah, of course we are. Just ruffling his hair. We're doing great, Graham. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just to be clear, by the way, I should I should make it clear that I don't take from this that I am brave and I'm like why aren't we being brave but I'm just as much of a coward uh, <laughs> it's just that I know that I know what I am <laughs> whereas Graham's labelled it pro strat <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> nice oh it would be really cool if they let you guys do something that's a bit more I guess like trapdoor spidery you know if you could use your cowardice for like actually constructing some kind of elaborate like ridiculous and stuff i mean I, yeah. yeah i mean the thing is like people tend to in that game people tend to take over a building and they'll hide in it sometimes but we don't do that because we're too scared to stay in one place <laughs> oh <my laughs> we're like God. we're always on the move <laughs> because <laughs> we'll be like okay let's just stay here and then it's just like oh no but like if we stay here for too long people might arrive so we just get in a jeep or a buggy and just drive around as fast as we can and then as soon as anyone starts shooting it's just panic oh it's like someone's dropped some terrified deer or gazelle into the battlefield i i don't know what the backstory of player of known's battlegrounds is but it you know it's a battle royale thing so i'm presuming that these people haven't necessarily signed up to be there for all i know where me and graham are like two guys who uh got sent to jail for uh, tax fraud and now it's like yeah go and fight on an island with loads of serial killers and we're like oh really really (laughs) (laughs) so here's my question though because i know that it's not an uncommon tactic to sort of hide and let other people kill each other and then try and you know scoop up or what it polish off the the rest of them um but have you ever ended up in a match where essentially no one has gone for the kill strat and has everyone is just hiding yeah, in a progressively I, I, smaller area <laughs> i think that's what the people who survive tend to have done i think that, that people uh because the whole point is that it funnels you into smaller and smaller areas and i think what most people do is they try to find a place that they can secure and then they only really kill you if you go into their territory or they kill you in the transition between one safe area and the next when the actual safe zone shrinks. Then a lot of people die in that transition because you have to, you know, hit the ground and start running, you know, toward where it's safe. So people will ambush you then or you just run into each other while you're sprinting. But I don't think many people actually go around hunting other players down successfully because there's just not enough time for it really. You know, because the the map does shrink quite quickly. You've only got a few minutes before you need to start moving to the next area. Uh, so so actually going out and actively hunting people is is very very risky, especially because you know you might open a door and they just kill you. Uh, so I think most actual combat scenarios are, are semi accidental. Uh, it's it's the way the game's constructed to force people together. So yeah, I think I think our tactic is fairly common. Uh, it's just that most people, when someone starts shooting at them, return fire. Whereas we just run, like we don't. We just like you know, we 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 work from the assumption that if we have a firefight, then we will lose it. Um, and because of that, we're not getting any better at the firefight part of it. So it's kind of a you know self-fulfilling prophecy, I guess. So you're not really aiming for the chicken dinner so much as the sort of just getting a whiff of the chicken dinner as it's served to the people who kill you at best we're gonna <laughs> get caught like behind the farm trying to throttle the chicken 
and then <laughs> deciding that we want to keep it as a pet because it's too much to do. And my God, is this where chicken dinner really comes from? You're going to get killed by that chicken. The chicken's going to kill us. That's the thing. Yeah, <laughs> we are going to be the chicken's dinner. At 9 p.m. tonight, there's going to be an article going up from Graham explaining <laughs> how great our tactics are. And now anyone who listens to this knows the real story. We are the chicken's dinner. <laughs> Oh man, what have you been playing, Brady? Uh, I've been playing something totally different, which is the Elder Scrolls Legend Legends, the collectible card game based off the uh, Elder Scrolls world, and that is something that is really, really, really dull to describe to someone by talking to them if they're not already kind of interested in CCGs. So, so I'm quite wary of 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 saying yes. It involves having cards with numbers on them, and then the cards with numbers hit the other cards with numbers, and then the numbers go down, and then you go, "Oh no, I've lost." <laughs> that was quite <laughs> succinct. <laughs> but like, okay, so what is it about CCGs that you like? Because you actually do play quite a lot of them, or games that are CCG kind of hybrids. Well, part of this feels to me like that either Graham or somebody at RPS saw that I liked playing Duelist, which is one of these CCGs, and then gave me another one to review. And then after that, I was just the CCG guy. That might be my fault. <laughs> um, I, do, I do quite like them. They're just nice little competitive puzzles to have a go at. It's like when you play board games, you know, like if you play Netrunner, if you play... Not board games, I guess, but card games, but in real life. Or, I don't know, what else is like a fun card game that you can play with lots of people? Poker. Not like poker, but like, I'm thinking of like... Snap! Jiper. Okay. It, it recreates something like that, but it also has that... CCGs always include those like crates or packs that open up and you get six new cards whenever you've fought enough battles. So it does appeal to that reptilian part of my brain that loves opening something and going... Ooh, a shiny thing that gives me two more damage to one of my people. Today has been a good day and I have achieved something of merit. Like that, <laughs> they do kind of, they do get into that part of your psyche. Apart from that, I just like, I don't know, doing tiny, doing tiny manageable amounts of arithmetic. Yeah. Do you care about the theme? Like, do you, because I try to get into them and I think that, I'd like one that's set in a world, but I'm interested in because I don't care about World of Warcraft. That is, yeah, that's Hearthstone, right? Uh, and I don't really care about Elder Scrolls. Netrunner appeals to me, but it's actual physical game, so I never have time for those anymore. But, like, does it matter to you, or does it just not matter at all? It, it half matters. You know, like, I'm playing the Elder Scrolls Legends now, and the world of the Elder Scrolls isn't that... Is I don't know. Am I being controversial when I say it's not that interesting? I don't know. It's not like I don't think so. No, I think one of the reasons it's so popular is because it has lots of blanks that people can fill in. Like uh, I feel yes. like uh, you know, yeah. it's it doesn't need to be a particularly complex or interesting world. It it just has to be a world that yeah, people can imprint themselves onto. I think that's what's yeah, clever yeah, about exactly, it. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And you don't get that when you're playing like a card game, which is like you're throwing things around. It does do a cool thing in the story mode because every game like this has like a story mode, which is basically your tutorial that lets you earn a few cards to get started with and, and learn like the basic basics. And in the story mode, it does let you, it, it gives you little choices like to kill a person or spare them. As you go along, and according to the choices that you make, you get a different card as a result. That's cool. And I, f I find myself in this weird position where this, the, they're really basic. The story is like total schlock trash. Uh, and I find myself like having these choices, which, were, which would be like, yeah, to spare a bandit and get a card that does, uh, that heals your people or something, and, or to kill a bandit and get a card, like a lethal dagger that makes your cards kill something no matter how much damage they do anyway. And I would look at the cards and I feel like one of these cards I like because I want to make this choice in the story and the other card I like because it's actually the better card that I want. Oh. <laughs> and it's like my brain would, my brain just kind of broke and it's like I shouldn't care about the story because the story is bad <laughs> but I don't want to make the choice that I wouldn't have made anyway had I 
been playing i don't know where the sentence has gone it feels like it um sits awkwardly with the fact that ccgs especially digital ones end up as kind of solved problems with must-have cards and things because at that point there isn't a choice if you want to actually be good at the game or have a viable deck and so you can't offer people a story choice that then impacts their card collection because at that point it isn't a choice because one card yeah yeah i feel like we yeah i feel like we've talked about this before on one of the other podcasts but yeah the solve problem thing is i think i don't think it has i think it's something that happens over time as well like as the game gets bigger and the player base kind of refines into like definite fans and less new players then the definite fans have a have a you know they have their decks and they know what decks beat other decks and they know what's like the best all-rounder and stuff like that um that hasn't really happened yet in the elder scrolls legends i don't i can't tell if it has anyway uh, so and i think like the crucial thing to say about it is that i prefer it to hearthstone which is what i say about basically every ccg <laughs> because hearthstone is so like it's kind of one-dimensional you know it, it's not one-dimensional at all it's the wrong word but it's it, it's it's the most simplistic of all the game of all of them it's the most accessible in terms of how it works not in terms of like it's not accessible at all when you realize oh no i have all of these guards to get before i can begin to compete with the higher ranks so, <laughs> so given that you've explained a little bit about the um the fact that there are story choices and stuff and that's one point of difference like is there some other thing that it does <laughs> differently is it is this the one that has lanes where you yes can... this is this is the only the only <laughs> thing the only thing that it really does differently from hearthstone is that you you play hearthstone basically in one lane and then you play another game of hearthstone <laughs> in the other lane <laughs> but this time when you put that card the cards in that lane it's called the shadow lane. Spooky. They can't be hit on their first go. Like, they can't be hit until you get your next go. So it's like they're hidden for a bit. Um, the, the, the enemy, you know, your opponent can see them, can tell what they are, but they can't target them and hit them by a conventional means. There are some ways they can, but usually not. That's stealth in Hearthstone, isn't it? Like, if you can't hit a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but basically, every card gets that when they go into this lane, apart from certain, like guard cards anyway and the two lane things is interesting in that it's not a it doesn't sound big when i say it like it doesn't sound like a big difference (laughs) and i can see why people might say that is barely a difference at all you're playing you're playing two games of hearthstone at one time with the same person but but it does change it up just enough to be a better game in my book you do need to stretch your forces a little bit you know, you, you can make the decision to, like, throw everything into one of the lane and just go for it. And there are cards that will swap them, like, swap them between lanes. So I played a game yesterday, for instance, where I threw in one card, which was, like, a horrible, sneaky, stabby person. And I buffed them a lot, and I gave them daggers, because you can give them, like, items. And I gave them a dagger and a shield and all this stuff. And they became super strong. And my opponent threw in loads of cards to try and deal with that person in one lane. And then I just, like, played a card that swapped swapped her out and made her basically like just like sidle off like a little crab into the other lane (laughs) (laughs) and and the other player did that thing you know the game gives you certain like little sound bites that you can say and i just heard him say a fine move or whatever it was that (laughs) he says the ones that really mean i hate you yeah yeah the passive aggressive over polite things that the the ccgs let you say to each other um so he was just like a venerable decision my friend <laughs> but actually thinking you are a terrible human and i don't want to fight you anymore so like i guess my last question of this is what made you pick it up in the first place if you're going to insist that you aren't our resident ccg person <laughs> I was asked to review it. Okay. <laughs> that is it. I would not have picked this up otherwise because it doesn't look particularly interesting. Other CCGs that I've been asked to review, like Feria and Gwent, 
Um, actually, I haven't even been asked to review Gwen. I did play that by of my own volition. I'll ask you. Um, <laughs> oh, no. Um, I, you know, are games that I would have played of my own, you know, decisions. Um, but Elder Scrolls, I don't think so. But I do find myself playing it after I'm done working or, you know, at night when I will just want to have a go. So there is something to it, I feel, that, that is, is fun to play. Do you have like a ranking of these games? Like, is I no, mean... but I, I should do. I should do an article about that. Here are some things that are better than Hearthstone. It's all of them. <laughs> <laughs> It'll just be you going off on a rant, won't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I have been playing something different again so we've had adam on plunk bat we've got you on elder scrolls and i went to do uh, slime rancher oh yeah oh, hold on what is slime rancher are you saying it like that because you've already played it to death or something i don't i don't i know i haven't played it at all but i don't know what it is but i need to ask this question because that is how we tell everybody who has no idea what the hell you're talking about so slime rancher is a game about uh, you playing as a farmer in an alien landscape and you are farming the poops of adorable sort of ball-like creatures that you collect <laughs> from the environment. <laughs> okay, because I didn't know anything about Slime Rancher. <laughs> there you go. Um, and so obviously you start off with a really basic type of uh, creature um, and they are just the pink slimes and they're just these pink balls that bounce around and replenish quite near your base um, and you can corral them into a little pen and you can then upgrade that pen to have higher walls to stop them bouncing out or you know you can <clears throat> sorry you can set up a an automatic feeding station that as long as you've put food into it what, what, it will dispense what they, it what so it depends on the slime in question. So, for example, you've got the pink slimes, which will eat pretty much anything. Um, but then you have others that would, for example, want uh, vegetables. So you can harvest like carrots and then you can devote one of the plots instead of to a slime pen. You can make it into a garden and grow a particular kind of crop. Right. So you've got things like carrots, you've got... Um, I think they're called pogo fruits, which is like off a little tree, uh, mint mangoes, um, <laughs> heart beets, which obviously that's good. I like that. that they've done yeah. there. Um, so there's things like that. And then as you explore further out, you'll find more interesting and more valuable slimes because they produce more valuable poop, which is called a plort in the <laughs> game. Um <laughs> But like, so it's things like I love that you're harvesting their food. I know it's ridiculous. Yeah, like in addition to the food dispenser, you can also set up like a poop sucker that like just sucks oh, all the poop that's out. That's disgusting. And the... It was adorable until you used those two words together. Don't Google that, anyone. <laughs> so, um, and it just sort of vacuums everything into a neat collectible, you know, pod that you can then, you know pick it all up and sell it um and so i have been opening up new areas and finding new slimes i've just found do you sell so you sell the poop so there's a little station uh with the 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 market like the exchange value for particular types of poo and so hang on hang on hang on don't you can't just go you can't just carry on with that there's a there's (laughs) questions are coming up as you're talking so so you're telling you're telling us that you've got pip's poop emporium (laughs) yep a pip's poop scoop yep pip's poops and uh well pip's plots to use the game's terminology (laughs) 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 but so okay so 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 does a pink does a pink slime do pink poops so what it does is they do the poop that corresponds with who they are but (laughs) just like the rest of us but if they eat one of the poos of one of the other slimes (laughs) then then they turn into like a hybrid mega thing and so you can feed them anything that the original two different kinds would have eaten and they poop out a poo of each type but they also take up more space and behave in like different 
ways. Double the poop. Oh, I can see why that would be valuable. And some of them are meat eaters, so you'll have to put like chickens that you've collected and bred into their pens. And I felt a bit bad about that because it was a bit. This feels like it's going to go in a really uh, little shop of horrors direction but... where Pip's cutting up human corpses and feeding them to slimes so she can get. I, I feel like I'm at the point in a horror film <laughs> where <laughs> something really startling is about to happen. Like. <laughs> The next thing you say may drive me over the edge. (laughs) Oh no, you're going to hate this. So they've got a cat-themed slime, which is called a tabby slime. And they're really cute and they bounce around and they're like grey stripes and they've got cat ears and a little tail and things. Uh, And they eat chickens. But if you don't feed them enough and they get sad, their mouths get really sad and, like, start bleeding slightly, it looks like. And they kind of look at you really sadly from their pen and seem really agitated. And then, so I tried feeding them more chickens and then I felt a bit traumatised about the chickens. So I thought I would, and also because I accidentally put a pink slime in there, a lot of them turned into kind of pink mega um, pink mega cat slimes and they were taking up too much space so the pen was overcrowded and they were all really sad and I couldn't generate enough food so I incinerated half of them Wow Oh my god That took a dark turn I've got, a question. Yeah. I've got, a, I've got one question and the answer to this question determines whether I instantly install Slime Rancher <laughs> you said that it looks like they have blood coming out of the corners of their mouth. Yeah. Have you been able to feed that blood to other slimes to see if they then transform? That would be good, wouldn't it? it would I don't know whether that because it's still in early it's, access, so right, that well, might be hopefully, coming. Hopefully, in the somebody phones. involved hears this and thinks, <laughs> well, obviously, you should be able to make the slimes eat the blood. Why haven't we already got that in there? Come on. <laughs> but yeah, and so some of them have, you know, more demanding um, requirements in terms of their habitat. So I've had to install a solar blocker for one of them because they're slimes that only come out at night. And if you leave them in daylight, then they vanish. And there's also um, ones that only live in water and they also get agitated if there's more than three other slimes near them. So there's like a little pond that I've got and there's like just three of them bobbing around in there which is quite cute and I like that. Um, But also I can't... Oh sorry, go ahead. Oh sorry. So I can't remember the exact circumstances. I think it's if uh, an already hybrid slime eats the poop of one that is neither of the ones that it is it turns into a monster and then it starts eating your entire like farm and that happened to me once and I didn't know how to deal with it at first but it turns out that you just need to like splash them with water or incinerate them but it got out of hand and my entire (laughs) ranch was decimated (laughs) just by these awful monsters that ate everything (laughs) and it turned out the monsters came from within (laughs) And it was my own fault. I think the real monster here is you, Pip. Oh, yeah. Well, um, I'm actually wondering what will happen because the the little encyclopedia, the Slimopedia, if you will, that you get in-game that explains things to you once you've found a particular element has a bit of info about the, uh, the incinerator, which is that you can add an extra ability of it to like collect ash i think and that feeds um other slimes that you will presumably find in a different area of the game they're called fire slimes and so i'm assuming that at some point it will really start to incentivize me doing more murdering because obviously i would need sustenance for these things i guess how is this more disturbing than Players Unknown Battlegrounds, a game that's literally about people murdering one another for a chicken dinner? I don't know. It's far more disturbing. <laughs> I think it's because it's so jolly about it all, you know, and it's all adorable. It doesn't sound it doesn't sound that much like it, but it but it's making me miss Viva Pinata. 
<laughs> which I really liked. Uh, yeah, I think you might actually like to give this a go. No, it sounds horrifying. It sounds bleak and terrible. I'm not playing it. I don't want to burn well, that cats. might just be me. <laughs> <laughs> I really should stress that you do not need to run a horrible death farm like I am. Well, okay, I'll give it a shot. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I might be the monster here. I think Brendy's right. <laughs> but anyway, yes, that's what I've been playing. Right, I think that brings us along to reader questions. Today we actually themed them around the replayability stuff that we were going to be talking about. So this is a themed episode. We're going to see how that does. Um, and you can let us know whether you would like more of this stuff in the future by getting in touch. But before I tell you how to do all of that with our contact details at the very end, let's do the questions. Adam, what is the first one that we should talk about? Well, what I did was I asked for comments and questions because I figured it'd be interesting just to hear what people have to say about this as well since um, it's easier to, to comment if it's not an open field. Mm. Um, and so I've got a couple of comments which are, I think are, are fun. There's uh, somebody who goes by the name SS Mal says, uh, I love to play Dark Souls games, the Borderlands franchise, all the Fallout games, and Resident, Evil, Resident Evil's 1 and 4. Resident Evil's interesting because those are very much story-based games, and we couldn't really think of any of those that we replayed consistently. So um, somebody else has just said Games of Achievements, which none of us talked about. Uh, I don't think any of us are achievement hunters, right? No. no forget that yeah i mean I, I i can totally see you know what and oh god i'm gonna have to i uh, backtrack a little here i recently <laughs> i recently 100 percented the first two arkham games which i know is weird but because they have all the riddler stuff in them this is the batman arkham games and i really really like those games uh and uh i decided i wanted to replay asylum because i'd got really close to 100 percent last time i never do this stuff and then I got so annoyed at trying to do all the Riddler stuff that I was like, right, for some reason I was so frustrated. I was like, I have to do this now. I can't walk away from it. It just, you know, constantly taunts you. So then I went to Arkham City. I was like, I'm going to do the same thing. And it's so big. There's so much in it. I love that, that you you got annoyed, so annoyed that you had to do something you didn't really want to do. And then you immediately decided that you would do the same thing in the sequel. And, and, there's, and there's a third one, so, you know, stay posted. Uh, I mean, I'll keep you posted even. I think um, things like the Ubisoft games did a really good job of training any vestiges of that impulse out of me. I mean, I didn't have it very strongly in the first place, but when it just got to so much busy work and a map that was absolutely bristling with icons like a, I don't know, a porcupine that had rolled around in confetti, it was just like, I can't. <laughs> I just don't care. <laughs> Thierry Ennui, which is a great name, Ennui as in bored. Is... <laughs> That's excellent. Wow. That guy should have his own podcast. Yeah. Um... <laughs> says it all hinges on mechanics hotline miami is a perfect example i doubt i'll ever stop playing it which you know is something i can absolutely go along with um, somebody else said dead cells which is lovely to see he's already getting that kind of commentary um and an overwatch which you know is obviously another uh, example of the kind of multiplayer stuff which we talked about which isn't necessarily fitting into what we, what people tend to mean by replayability um and then uh some <laughs> mobfall uh asks what's the greatest replay replay value of any game ever um and i think the answer is actually in another tweet which is uh alex Locke is at fonzie the dog he says um tetris <laughs> which, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which yeah i mean there's an interesting point if you know that you know that there are games that are just mechanically uh um in a loop you know um and tetris is a perfect example of that it's it's a game which is just about doing something that's inherently repetitive um and um i think there's one more question which i like yeah which is uh simon loic lauridson simo 517l who says how many times has a replay been based on a particular type of run you wanted to try which i think 
goes more to like the immersive sim type games in my head. Uh, it's one of the reasons I replay Thief so much is you know trying to do it, trying to ghost through it without getting spotted a single time, trying to do it without any kills, and I think that's that's a big part of PC gaming specifically. I think is those kind of flexible rule sets where, and a lot of them were accidental. You know when these games were made. Uh, it wasn't always a case of, hey, let's make it so you don't have to kill anyone, but then it becomes a thing that you have to make it so that, you know, the next one has to have that possibility. So, like, Dishonored would probably be on that yeah. list, and, like, Deus Ex and things like that. I'm surprised no one mentioned those, actually. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, like, with, with a game that you uh, enjoy a lot that has those possibilities, I think for some people... It's like you want to explore it from every angle and you almost want to test the boundaries of what it can do. It's like, you know, how well do these uh, mechanics work? How well do the rules work? Um, and experimenting with those can be really good fun. And a lot of time it means breaking the game a little bit. Like um, in Metal Gear, if you want to get through the Phantom Pain and do it certain ways, you just have to exploit the AI, you know. And there's, there's, there is a fun in that. There's a pleasure in that. Um, but to finish with games, um, and I think it's the perfect one to finish on because it's just such a succinct little tweet. There's no capitalization in this even. Uh, it's from Spats Colombo. Uh, it's at Roger Wyand, uh, who just says in reply to our tweet about replayability, which games are replayable, blah, blah, which, what do you think about replayability? It just says Homeworld. <laughs> sure, succinct, to the point. Yeah. Fine. And I'm not going to end this by saying, hey, just like Baldur's Gate, Homeworld, Homeworld is massively overrated. It's, it, it is. it's pretty good. It's pretty good, this Homeworld. Great music, too. So We're really reversing your character arc in the, uh, in the podcast. It's the third act. This is a twist. I'm the murderous jerk. You've become a nice guy. Like, Wait, was what's Brendy going to do? Was I the jerk? <laughs> This is a revelation. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. So yeah, um, unless anyone has any final words on replayability, I mean, you could replay this entire podcast. Yeah, that would be nice. Just start all over again. Listen to our opinions afresh. <laughs> what, do do like an angry run. <laughs> do an angry commenter run. You could do the muted run. Leave a comment on iTunes saying. I got to the end and just started back again from minute one. Yeah. <laughs> Speed run the podcast. Um, but yeah, so if you have any particular feelings that you would like to make known in relation to the podcast, I believe we have an email, uh, or we will do because Graham will have to set one up. So we have one. Um, it's podcast at rockpapershotgun.com. Uh, you can also get in touch with us on Twitter at Rock Paper Shot. We are on Facebook. Uh, just search for Rock Paper Shotgun. I believe we are Rock Paper Shot on YouTube, where you can find our wonderful video hashtag content. Um, you can also get in touch with us individually. Adam is uh, at non-economical. How about you, Brendy? How can people get in touch with you? Um, you can email Brendan at Rock Paper Shotgun or I'm on Twitter at Brendy underscore C. I'm at Philippa War, which is P-H-I-L-I-P-P-A-W-A-R-R. Or far more easily, I'm Pip at RockPaperShotgun.com. Um, if you want to help us get this podcast to more people, uh, you could leave us a review on iTunes. That's the best place. Uh, five-star review is obviously preferred. Um, just talk about how replayable we are. <laughs> You know, that kind of thing. That so nice. demanding, like, five stars, nothing else. No, honest feedback is good too. <laughs> and I guess the last thing to say is if you have enjoyed this um, theming around a particular topic and if you have any topics that you would actually like us to talk about in the future, we have a list that we're working through, but we can definitely add things to that. So just get in touch and let us know your thoughts. I believe that's everything. I've run on for quite a while. So shall we just say goodbye? I think we should. Goodbye. Goodbye.
Civilization 5, actually. That's 420 hours. Civ 6 is 220. God, God, what am I doing in my life? 